Finding Common Battlegrounds is an attempt by two brothers, one conservative, the other progressive, to have civil conversations about politics with a little help from their friends. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. Um, we have our two debaters, Ryan and Josh Cragen. They are uh, brothers, uh, but other than that, that's about all they have in common. They're polar opposites in almost every way, shape, and form. Um, but uh, they are going to be debating each sides of today's subject, which is uh, should we build a wall, a border wall? And um, we're going to just go ahead and jump into it. But uh, I'll just remind everyone of the format. The idea is instead of just uh, childish debating, we are going to uh, each debater is going to present some ideas that they can try to get the other debater to agree upon. And uh, they get brownie points for how much they can get the other uh, the other a party to agree. So um, that's the format. It's a little more intellectual than your standard debates. And so um, we'll go ahead and jump in and I will start with a little bit of background about the border wall. This was actually interesting uh, for me. I did a little research on it and uh, to read about, but let, yeah, let me just hurry and go and give some history here. So it's about 2000 uh, miles of, of border wall. So it's, it's uh, 1,954. Well, we're, we're talking about the southern U.S. border between uh, U.S. and Mexico. Oh, crap. I prepared for Canada. Uh, Me too. No, no. Crap. We were this keeping all the <laughs> They're uh, keeping us out. That's what's going on up there. So this was interesting. The first border wall was, li- they said, likely built in 18, 1918 by Mexico. Um, and then they extended the barriers in the 1920s and 40s. Well, the initial 14 miles of fencing along the San Diego and Tijuana border was built and completed in 1993. And then it wasn't until two, in 2005, there were 75 miles of fencing. And it wasn't until 2006 that they passed Congress. And we ended up with a, they, there was an act passed to build 700 miles of, of physical fencing. Um, and then it was uh, in, in 2019, as everyone knows, President Trump, this was a big uh, campaign uh, rally point for him was to build the wall. And so um, they have uh, so, you know, they, they wanted it fencing along almost the entire 2000 mile border uh, at a cost of 18 billion. And um, in, in with the, and that included uh, like acquiring private land in order to do that. So by the end of Trump's term, this is January 21, 20, yeah, January 21st, 2021, there were 452 miles that had been built, but much of it was replacing some of the existing 700 mile uh, border wall. Um, <clears throat> now, there are some private organizations, one called We Build the Wall raised over 20 million. That was kind of a big thing in 2018. Um, and they tr- they had built some walls and had plans to, to extend. They're trying to build like basically uh, a join the border walls between Texas and California. Um, they have been held up a lot by federal judges and private organizations organizations namely the national butterfly center uh haven't you know they've attempted to get in the way at times um after coming into office biden vowed to not build another foot of trump's border wall and on his first day of office he paused the construction and uh looked at uh, um kind of did a, an assessment of of how the funds were being used and has since reallocated them 
Um, he's still setting a 3,000 National Guard troops to the border wall. That, that still has plans to do that. And, uh, and then um, last here is I'm uh, just going to give a few numbers here. 2019 saw a spike in border en- encounters. So, and that was, that was in the news. That was when the, you know, kids in cages and all that stuff uh, was in the news. Um, and they were drastically reduced in 2020. And now in 2021, they're back up at an all-time high last month, being, being the all-time high of 180,000 in May. Um, and let's see. Uh, yeah, there's, and I think that's, that's, that's good. We'll leave it there. And then um, there's some other facts I think will be interesting. I'll probably bring them up later. But uh but yeah, so that kind of sets the stage for where the the wall and should we build it, right? Should we continue to build it or not? Um, Can I ask a question? I, I do either of you know? I I saw an article earlier today in the ten minutes I was researching this that Biden had restarted some of the construction. Is that true? Do either of you know? Or I have not heard that. I, 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 okay, then don't yeah. worry about it. I was just I was curious. I didn't have time to look into it. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, continue. Sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, and I think just the easiest way is just to bring up one of the initial points. And I think that'll sort of open things up for the debate. So I will start with one of Ryan's questions. And Ryan, your stuff is so, you have so much stuff, it's hard to find your actual question. Sorry, I should split them. They are bulleted, but not very well, so... The thesis is bulleted. What's your problem, Thomas? <laughs> okay. Do you, okay. you want me to read it? To, Did you get well, it? Yeah. Is it okay, point okay. one? Can't, Josh, can you agree that a border wall is not an effective deterrent to immigration? That's that's the F. first that's initial first question. Point. Go ahead first and add point. to that, Ryan. Yeah. So how effective is a wall? Uh, Tom gave some of these numbers already. There are roughly 649 miles of barriers in place along a nearly 2,000-mile wall. That's about a third of the border having a barrier. Now, I can understand that there might be spots where you want to have, not that you want to, but where barriers would be more effective, right? If it's like right between two cities or something like that. But if you've only got a third of it covered and it's very porous, obviously people can get through, right? I know I'm, I'm assuming oh. those walls were built in the areas, high traffic areas, right? Presumably, We'd right? Assume, Presumably, yeah. but they're not connected, right? Correct. So there are all sorts of ways to get through this. Uh, I know Trump claimed his border wall was going to be way better than previous walls, but I have a clip from Penn and Teller's Showtime series. Um, the, the series is called Bull- Donald. I'll bleep that afterwards, right? Uh, that illustrates how absurd border walls are. So I'm going to show my clip since Josh did a video in the last one. Uh, it's my turn to show a clip. So bear with me while I share right. my screen. Um, and I did say in my notes, Tom, that it had foul language and I would bleep it later. I actually went ahead and bleeped it already. So Thank we you. should be good. Um, all right. Can you see my screen? We can. Oh, let me make sure the audio is coming through. Give me one second and I'll fix this in post. Hey, come on, Zoom. Yeah, there we go. It's a family show, Ryan, so I appreciate you. I, I bleeped it and I bleeped it just for Josh. You would, would offend my refined sensibilities. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, background. Uh, Penn and Teller hired a bunch of uh, illegal immigrants, right? Uh, to build a mock section of a wall in the desert. That's what happened in the first part of this episode. And then I'm going to show three minutes of what happens next. Hey, the wall is nearly finished. Vamanos, muchachos. 
One thing all Americans can appreciate is hard work. As you can see, our borderless border fence is almost done. You think it was easy? Look, it took all day to build. Now that's a Donald fence, sturdy, solid, and made in America by illegal immigrants. And really, <laughs> when the government builds their 700-mile prop fence, whom do you think they're going to be able to afford? Bob, what's the status of our wall? This wall is basically a wall that's pretty much similar to what you would construct on the Mexican border. We're going to see now with our experiment if we're able to get through this wall and, you know, what's it take to get through it. Surprise! Yep, that's our big, we're such jerk... Donald. This is a surprise. Now that they've built the wall, we're going to ask our illegals to show us how to get past it. Bet you thought the surprise had to do with... Donald. Huh? Yeah. We're all bitterly disappointed. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my guys, I'm going to separate them into three pairs. One team is to go over, one team is to go under, and one team is to go through it. Hopefully they do it, you know, and they don't get pissed off. Okay, illegals, to your marks, get set, chill So these are the guys who just built the wall, and now they're trying to they're get through the wall. They're off to a flying start. Isn't this supposed to take hours? So, Bob, you designed the... Donald... Which team do you think will make it past the fence first? I think the team that will go over the wall will be probably the most easiest. Yeah, they're looking good, but team under the fence and team through the fence are fast. Donald. I wonder if they've done this before. And our winners, team through the fence. Let's see who's next. Coming in second, it's team under the fence. Hurry, team over the fence. You've taken 15 seconds, another 45, and the Minutemen will be here to be courteous. Donald. Hey, they did it. And they got the joke enough to even cover their tracks. Maybe they came from Mexico, but these Donald guys are pure American. The first ones, they were able to cut, you know, both sides of the tin and stuff. And they, they came through it within about three to five minutes. Outstanding. These guys spent nearly eight hours out here building the Donald thing. And it took three minutes for six guys with tin snips to get through. So I get that the new wall that is being built is, uh, is different, right? Um, clearly <clears throat> quite better, a bit different. Quite, quite a bit a different, bit. right? That, what they but, built, come on, that was made what of the, tin, corrugated sure, tin. That's what was no there. No foundation. No, it, it, was, it was down deep, right? So they had deep poles, but of course there was nothing underneath. It was just dirt. That's literally what they were replacing, right? So when okay. Trump says we're building okay. a wall, what he's doing is replacing the existing wall. Okay, fine. Okay. Regardless, do you think the new wall is impenetrable? Of course not. Not impenetrable. But it's but what, impenetrable. what is your argument? That barriers are are not a Pointless. deterrent? Uh, that- yeah, that's my that was the the question that I asked right at the beginning. Can we agree that a border wall is not okay. an effective deterrent to immigration? No. It's not, right? Uh, China's Great Wall. Did it stop the hordes from coming into China? No, no they, they were wrote, migrating. They rode around it. They rode around but, it. Because right? they didn't make it long enough. Sure. 
So I'll give you another example: the Maginot Line. They went right World around it. They went yeah. right. They went around, around it. it. It was completely but they didn't go through wasteless. It. Sure, they went around it. Sure. So even if Trump's wall is is really robust, right? Fine. They're going to go around it. They're going to go under it. They already go under walls all the time, right? But, do we okay, really think but, it's an, but be it, clear. Do we think it's an effective deterrent? Do we think that border effective wall is, is, an effective is, is the word there? Because what you're saying is a border is not a deterrent. I can't agree with that. A border? No. Do you just mean a border like, you know, our fictitious political lines? Because no, borders are just border. fictitious political Why lines. Why do you have right? keys? How many keys are on your key ring? Uh, I don't have a key ring anymore. <laughs> Everything's digital. So everything's right. digital. <laughs> let's let's cut through this a little bit because you're you're saying because I mean I I think we could all agree that a border would be a deter a wall would be a deterrent, but you're saying an effective deterrent, meaning it's you're you're trying to distinguish that it won't it wouldn't be worth the money. Is that guess, absolutely not? But that's my second point. Okay, right? that's so right now question, it's not effective. Though. That's a different question. But is it effective? Right. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, we have lots of people still coming into this country. And well, we built a third of the wall. Are yeah, we really going to build, you know, if I don't know how many you guys saw Game of Thrones, maybe? No, I don't know if you saw Game of Thrones. That huge ice wall, right? So they have that yeah. huge ice wall that's like 500 feet tall and it covers the entire border. Mm-hmm. I could envision that being a bit of, you know, a, a deterrent to people getting through. But they still the wall that we just saw, <laughs> they did eventually get through, right? Uh, but the wall we just saw, I get it. That's the old version. But even the new one, it's not a complete barrier. They're actually putting in uh, places where you can raise the gates and people can still go under those. You get a tall enough ladder, you can go over that. So it's not an effective deterrent. That's my point. And I'm just wondering, can we agree that in its current state, maybe I'll add this, in its current state, okay, if you add is that, the border agree. wall an effective deterrent? But But... I mean, we don't know because we don't have a, a good fence that covers the whole border. That's a different story. And you just admitted if if these were the night watch or whatever they're called, trying to keep out the, the watchers on the wall, the, yeah, the, the zombie watch. Mexicans, hey, uh, <laughs> a, a good wall covering the entire border that you can't walk around. That might be a different story. So or, yes, or a complete wall, right? Exactly. Because you're right, because they can go around it right now. Uh, right yeah. now, they can easily go around it. Okay, right? but that was the problem with the Maginot Line and the Great Wall of China. They went around it. If we had a complete wall, if we had full coverage, yeah. I don't know. I think it would be a pretty good deterrent. You, you, you have to be very prepared to get through a good wall. That crappy wall that they just showed, of the three of us could get through that pretty quick, Okay. Okay. The, the wall they're doing right now, the, from what I've seen, the specs of it, no. Uh, if if that was a full wall, we can't. I can't agree with that. Borders are a deterrent. Okay, you no, don't say borders because borders are just fictitious political yeah. lines. No, 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 no. Border here's walls. What, here's what I mean by that. You have borders in your house. You lock your door. You have walls around your house. Can I get into your house if I'm really determined? Yes. Yes, but locked doors and locked windows are a deterrent. They're not perfect, but they are a deterrent. Can okay. I get into your car? You lock it. I could get into your car if I'm determined. Same thing with the wall. You can get through it. Even Trump's wall, even if it's full, you can get through it, but it's going to be a deterrent. It's going to be much harder to get through. So I no agreement. I can't agree with that. All right. Okay. okay let's, let's move on then. Uh, Josh, your question. <clears throat> Ryan, would you agree that if building the wall will prevent immigrants from being raped, 
reduce the trade of sex slaves and keep children from being abandoned at the border, we should definitely build the wall. So, <laughs> so there's, think, so Josh, there's such a okay, loaded question. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I know. If you, you can know. stop people from getting raped, would you do that? Oh, no. There's, no, absolutely you not. You like people getting raped, Ryan? <laughs> You'll find out why it's a loaded question. Come my third question. But, yeah, but, Josh, do you want to add anything? Some of the numbers. Let me just right. really quick. Um, if the numbers look like 80% of the women that cross the border get raped. Does, I mean, obviously, 80%? 80%. That's high. It's I'd insane. I'd like to see the source, but okay. Uh, there's, just Google it. There's several of them that, uh, I, and obviously we don't know for sure because these women are not coming these illegally. The, did they pay or was this like the free version that they go through? Like, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Not sure what you meant by that, Tom. Well, and like a lot of people are paying the smugglers. The right? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, Both. uh, because so there's like, no, it's lawless out there, and these coyotes can take advantage. So they're they're eighty percent of these women get raped. I'd like the Killed no them. rape version, please. <laughs> I'll pay ten dollars extra for yeah. the no raping. Would you like to upgrade to no rape? Okay. <laughs> God, can't believe we're joking about this. But I mean, what else? But, can, okay, that's, you, have, that. you have to joke about it because it's so depraved. If that's disgusting. true, that's pretty prolific. Then, then, then the. But okay, okay but look, at, uh, look at the rest I of the stuff. Literally, here. just fact check this, and that is not accurate. How? how what's the numbers say? Yeah. So the claim I've seen it. Is I've that, seen it anywhere from eighty percent to one out of five. So uh, okay, twenty no, percent. Um, this okay. is saying that that's it's still like, insane. Uh, this is saying one in three migrant women are sexually assaulted. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, so that sounds, that's more realistic. Let's me, agree right? that there's some abuse. Go- it is. Uh, like, I'll, I think I'll Josh, concede that. Let's concede it, it, that. 80% abuse. And there's abuse. Insane. Okay, so. but 33%? That's still that's, insane. Well, hold on. 33% sexually assaulted. Sexually assault is not the same as rape. And I'm not trying to diminish it. I'm not saying that it's like hunky-dory. Like that's fine. Cool with the yeah. coyotes. But, well, let's just be clear that it's not okay, 33% this is even are being point. raped. It's 33% are being sexually assaulted. Still not a good thing. What so I can, I'll yeah, concede yeah. that. Okay. okay. That, a, lot of, that, a lot of women are being raped as they cross. Okay. So Children, Ryan, d- what does that justify building a wall? Would a wall stop it? To protect. Well, I, I'm, that's, that's the question. If the wall could stop uh, women being raped, um, you know, the drugs crossing, uh, children being abandoned at the border, because we have all these kids in cages. It's crazy. Um, there's a, a lot of sex trafficking that going on. So, so uh, hypothetically, if the wall could stop it, should we build the wall? If if we had an R square of one, right? So, a hundred percent guarantee that the wall would effectively stop all of this, and we knew that there was no spurious relationship with some other causal factor, then absolutely, I would be a I would be a horrific human being if I was like, no, I think we should keep doing That's all these. That's why awful I loaded things, the question. Right? Clearly a loaded question. I don't think this, the wall is going to stop it. It's not going to put okay. a stop to this by any stretch of the imagination. But is it is it feasible at least to say that the wall could reduce it? Okay. Uh, if we had an impenetrable 500-foot wall like the ice wall in Game of Thrones, right, and we had the watchers on the wall who are dumping hot oil on people trying to cross <laughs> over, I mean, if we turned this into a freaking dungeon state, right, like that was horrific and we had dragons and whatever, 
maybe it would be ineffective a deterrent and people would stop trying to come here. Okay, uh, that's but all I wanted. you can always flip that question around, right? If you, you and Jessica and your kids were living in El Salvador right now, your kids were being uh, regularly assaulted, being recruited into gangs. You had no options. Would you be sending okay, your we'll kids get, to try we'll and get, get out that. of there? We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Good discussion. Uh, let's move on then. Yeah. So let's talk about, yeah. So Ryan, you were going to get into the cost here. Yep. How much does it cost to build this anti-immigration wall? So let's, um, let's see here, Josh, can we agree that the money that would go toward a border wall would be better spent buying every American a bidet, a bidet? <laughs> You're not the only one wow. who can ask loaded questions. You pandered. You pandered right <laughs> to me. How dare you? <laughs> come on. Come on. Now, I'll give, oh, you, I'll give you the background. So, Josh, you're a, you're a fan of bidets? Oh I've converted Ryan and several other people. So, just so people are clear, there's only two things that I can really sell because I believe in them 100%. Jesus Christ and bidets because they both make you clean. Right? I I actually love bidets. Uh, My man. Okay? Am, then yes, then you are not a barbarian. You are a refined gentleman. Amen. I respect you that much more. So when Josh and I were originally discussing this podcast, we did have the joke that the only sponsor that we would ever accept until the number is at least seven figures is a bidet manufacturer. We will happily advertise. So anybody out there who sells or manufactures bidets, we will put in an ad for bidets into Absolutely. this podcast for very little money. Absolutely will uh, until this, this podcast. Takes Everyone off. should have one. Anyway. Okay. So to my biggest point, how much does it cost for this anti-immigrant theater reference to my first point, right? The total length of that border is nearly 2000 miles under the Trump administration. Each mile of the wall that was constructed cost $20 million. Let me repeat that. million per wall. And just an FYI, by January 2020, this has changed obviously during uh, that year, but by January 2020, they had built 101 miles, 100 100 miles of which was replacement wall. Just one mile was a new wall, right? So that's $200 $200 million. I mean, oh, sorry, no, that's, that's $2 billion. That's a lot of money, right, for not very effective stuff. If that price were consistent across every mile, which I know it wouldn't be, but this is just estimates, we're talking about $39 billion for the border wall. NASA's budget in 2021 was $25 billion or for this year. The Department of Energy's budget is $35 billion. The National Institutes of Health budget is $42 billion. Homeland Security is $49 billion. So to be clear, we could completely fund NASA and have enough money left over to buy every household in the U.S. a bidet. <laughs> Two, actually. Nice. Thus, my question for you, Josh, because um, it only cost about $6 billion to buy everybody in the U.S. a bidet, every household. Can we agree that the money that would go toward a border wall would be better spent buying every American a bidet? Oh, I want to agree to that so badly. Uh, okay so i'm gonna provisionally agree yes i get agreement on the bidet but but you could you can spin this argument out into going through the government's entire budget and looking at all the stupid things they spend money on right there's a whole bunch of spurious spending uh you know they just throw money at iran so iran uh, I, i don't even want to go into it how much stupid spending there is that the government does um 
I'll give you agreement because in my heart, I, I do agree. That's a lot of money for a wall. We don't know. We don't know if it'll be effective. I assume it will have some effect, but we don't know if it'll be effective. So I'll give you provisional agreement and, and not even on the bidet thing. If you took that money and just put it into immigrant, immigrant relief funds, sure. Probably, probably go farther or, or right. if you put it into um, any number of things, it would be better for the, the uh, policing the border, just getting more agents out there. That yeah. might be more effective. I, I don't love the argument because you could, you can go through the budget and there's a lot of crap the government wastes money on, but I'll give you agreement on that one. It's, it's a lot of money for a wall. And, and that's not even talking about the upkeep, you know, right. and the maintenance gonna, and the ongoing and the oversight. Yep. You know. Cool. Okay. Wow. Got an agreement. Ding, ding. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We'll move on. Josh to your question here. Ryan, would you agree that if immigrants are willing to risk the dangers of crossing the border because of the places they are leaving are infinitely worse, we should definitely not build the wall? Ooh. All right. Explain, Josh. Well, I just I just refuted the my first thing? point. No, I just refuted my first point. What am uh, I up to? Know. What am I up to? Did I, I, did I sure. blunder? Have I just no, blundered? I think you're trying to set me up for something. <laughs> Sounds like a, a a syllogism here. If A and B, then not C or uh, something see. like that. Yeah. No, you you were talking about this. If my kids were in, in El Salvador or Honduras and I wanted to get out of that bad situation, is it worth risking the sexual assault and getting left out in the desert and my kids being separated at the border? Is it worth it? Is it humane for me as an American to say, no, we can't let those people in, even though they're running from a literal hill on earth? Is it humane? I would say no. Me too. We're saying it's inhumane to have the wall because... Knowing what what they're coming from. What they're coming from. Yeah. Their situation is horrific. I mean, it's legitimately really, really bad in some of these places. So for us to say, no, we don't want to let you in, right? When can we... Let me be very careful in my wording here. Uh, would allowing these people in, in the numbers that are coming, because we're not talking about hundreds of millions, right? Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, still it's a lot. lot. It's a lot. I'm not saying it's not a lot, right? But in the numbers that are coming, can our country manage that kind of influx? That's that's a different question. And it's, it's a different question. question. I it's think it's a very totally important manageable. question. Totally manageable for a variety Maybe, of reasons, which we could but, get into. But not the way we're doing it now. Uh, maybe not, right? Maybe we need to get are, into yeah. That, that's a well, more I'm, nuanced I'm get discussion. Into this. Yeah, but okay. but the way they're coming in now, they're not they're not legal, which creates all sorts of problems for us. But it creates even more problems for them, and that's the part. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bash the conservatives here, the Republicans. Republicans are really worried about the effect on the economy and our jobs, and and you know, and it is important that we look at that stuff. It is important that we have a law abiding country. We need to obey the laws, but the the people that don't get talked about are the people that are here illegally. They get shat upon. I'm sorry, but they can't get insurance. So they get a, they save up their cash to buy a van and then they hit me in my truck. What happens? 
well, my insurance buys me a new truck. They can't get insurance. They're out of van. Right. They're screwed. I've been mm-hmm. in places where you have four families living in two bedroom apartments. Okay. These guys are in That's a, the house straight in front of me and the house to the side yeah, of me, Josh. This is That's a terrible, literally where I am in Florida. I know. I'm making points that you should be making here because you're the you're the one supposed to be fighting for I'm the, the bleeding heart liberal. Sure. But so, I'm making your your points for you. The immigrants are the ones that really get screwed because of the current situation. The, that is Full inter- agreement. If you want to hear something interesting, um, the company that I worked at prior, SEMA, which is a fintech company, we have very sophisticated underwriting. And one of the very interesting, uh, it's, it's, it's subprime leasing. And so we do underwriting for subprime leasing and we have to find out if a person is credit worthy or not, right? Mm-hmm. We actually don't do a credit check, but we just have to look and see if it's, so there's two things we look at. We look at credit worthiness, but we also look at fraud, right? And there's this weird group that we, have found and that's illegal immigrants and what they what they appear initially they'll show up as fraud because they're using social security numbers that are not theirs mm-hmm. but they're actually extremely credit worthy mm-hmm. yeah. and so they pay cash for everything yes but and so we have this weird uh we have these weird algorithms to try and detect them so so there's indi- we have indicators to show like okay actually we know you're fake but we think you're illegal. Therefore we really want you. And so, uh, uh, and therefore we, we try to catch them and, and approve them. It's Interesting. Really a strange dichotomy, right? That very they're They're in a weird pickle. Cause if the, unless your underwriting is sophisticated, you're just going to deny them. Right. Cause you're going to yeah. be like, Oh no, you're, you're, you're a fraudster, but they're, and and in in some ways they are, but but they're uh, but we want them. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's that's where the conservatives get this wrong. We do want these law-abiding, hardworking people here. Why not? Uh, they just they just help, uh, but we make it so hard for them because they're not legal. So I'll get into that in the third point. But so Ryan, okay. mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree because I just made a point for you. But what am I up to? I don't know what you're up to, Josh. This is why I'm wary of whatever it is you're trying to do. But yes, you're making points for me, right? Like that's now my fifth point. I just co-opted that point because I have a fourth bonus point today. But thank you, thank you you for making the bonus point, cheater. uh, I'm going to sneak it in. I'm going to try really hard. Bonus point. Okay, so we have agreement there, Josh. Ding, ding. Good job. Okay, Um, we are going to move on to Ryan's third point, not his final point. Can we agree, Josh, can we agree that opposition to immigration is in the, sorry, immigration, let me start over. Uh, Can we agree that opposition to immigration in the U.S. is heavily rooted in prejudice against people of color and Muslims? Oh, he's not liking it. He's not liking it. All right. So here's my third point. I already told you what the problem is. Hold on. Right. So the real issue that we're discussing today is not immigration, but the border wall. Right. That was the question that we were posed with. So in my mind, the real issues around a border wall are immigration and security. So my first question, which is a terrible question, everybody hates this question, but it's a reasonable question to ask. How many of the 9-11 hijackers came into the U.S. through the southern border? Um, I don't remember. Several of them. No, No, they came here legally, I think, on work visas, if I remember right. The answer is zero. Right. So if this is a security argument, the southern border is not the big concern. It's absolutely not, right? Um, And then as far as immigration goes, what a subset of Americans don't seem to like is immigrants who look or speak 
a certain way or believe a certain way. Uh, I don't think anybody in the U.S. would have a problem with European billionaires moving to the U.S. These are white, rich people, right? Who's going to care about that? Republicans aren't going to care about that. Most Democrats won't know or won't care about it either. What some people do have a problem with is black people moving to the U.S. or Muslims or Latinos. Where are you or getting this data? Do you have something to back this up? This Absolutely, because this is this is the heart of the opposition. The, the opposition is almost unrelated to, and I'm going to get to this here in just a second, but it's unrelated to jobs. This isn't really a jobs issue. Most Americans are unwilling to do the work that Latinas or Latinx individuals do in the U.S., harvesting crops and slaughtering animals. They're, they're just not willing to do that work. This is work that is given to these undocumented immigrants in massive numbers. So, Josh, can we agree that a border wall would not have prevented September 11th, 2001 from happening, right? And can we agree that opposition to immigration in the U.S. is heavily rooted in prejudice against people of color and Muslims? Ask your questions one at a time. The first one, yes, um, okay. we can agree because obviously, and I don't think it is a security thing. The second one, absolutely not. I don't know where you're getting your statistics. So what's the opposition from? What's the basis of the opposition to immigration? I, I already covered a bunch of it. One one is concern about jobs. Two, it's uh, uh, people are worried about uh, the funding schools and hospitals because immigrants can, can go get uh, free health care and they can send their kids to school. Um, four, you, you can. So let, free well, health care. Oh, my God. Let me, let me okay. frame this Jump again. In, to, to support your point, Ryan, you like we have a shortage of like engineers, right? We have sure. – H uh, was it H one B H one B visas right is like mm-hmm. those are in high demand and we we would we would take every engineer that India could send send over and, absolutely and so yeah we like you said billionaires or extremely talented people we'll take them all day long yep but we don't have a problem with immigration we have a problem with certain immigrants that's and, the issue in the U S but could you agree that most I don't immigrants, see that. most immigrants are not uh, most immigrants that are coming through the border are not. Um, Highly skilled? No, they're very uh, 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 poor, right? Yeah, they are very poor. Uh, yeah. right? Most Most poor very poor and very uneducated, right? Uh, so, well, so here's the complication, right? They may be less affluent and they may problem. be less educated, but they're generally very healthy and they're willing to work, mm-hmm. right? That, that's absolutely true. And we can see that in the numbers. That's documented, right? So they come to this country. They're law-abiding because they don't want to have any run-ins with the law. So they're not committing crimes in inordinate numbers, which is the claims that some people make. Let me interrupt. That might be be part of the issue. I think some... I think there there is a narrative, and it is a false narrative, yep. that some of these immigrants are are criminals, or, or a lot of them are criminals, and that you're right, that's not true. It's that not might true. be part of the problem, but I mean, continue. But well, so Tom was doing thing. a great job of making my point. Right, it's not an issue of immigration. We're perfectly happy to bring in MDs. We import MDs all the time because our medical schools sure. don't produce enough in the U.S. We bring in engineers. Any rich white guy from anywhere in the world who wants to move to this country, we have no problem with them moving in. Why is it that we have a problem with poor, right, relatively uneducated, Spanish-speaking, colored people, Muslims? Why is it that we have a problem with them coming to this country and not all these other people? That makes it seem like, what is the root of the problem? Because the other people are generally coming here legally. That's the problem. When, When somebody comes here legally... 
who has a problem with legal immigration? Find me one person. No, nobody has a problem with people coming here legally. Okay. And, and this goes back to what I said earlier. It is important that we are a law-abiding country, and we're we're flouting these laws. You know, especially the liberals saying, "No, everybody come over. We don't care what the law says. If we want that to happen, let's change the laws. We we need to make it easier for these people." To get here and to be here legally. When you come here illegally, that's a problem. This this racial claim that you're making is absurd, and I will not agree with that. that that's is, fine. You don't have to agree with it. That is not the me, issue, and as oh, somebody that totally lives in a conservative issue. place where we have a lot of Latinos, a whole bunch of Mexicans here. In Utah? No, we have come a ton on, Josh. Here. I live in Florida. Okay, you have a ton of Cubans <laughs> there. Sure. There's a ton Cubans, of Mexicans here. It's like a third of our population. In Utah, it's maybe 0.5% of your population. What? Point five? You need. You have no graphics. idea how white your state is. You That's have no white. idea how white your state is. I have. I have. Uh, in on my street, I have three Mexican sure. neighbors. Or, Anecdotal okay. one, evidence, one's, Josh. One's Mexican. So, we can pull census data. I'll pull it right now and should. tell you. It is. So okay. Who cares? It, who Josh cares? agrees this matter. is not a security issue, but he refutes that this is a a racist issue. Right? This is about racism. Correct. Okay. So no agreement there. We're going to move on to uh josh's third question third and final question um is uh ryan would you agree that building the wall is not the solution any more than building the wall is the solution and that any need for a wall is actually a symptom of greater problems interesting that is interesting explain josh There's so many places to go with this. Um, One of the problems with the wall is, uh, you know, the drug cartels are moving drugs back and forth. Problem? No. Make make drugs legal. We've talked about this. Okay. We we totally agree on this point, right? Exactly. That's what I'm... That's what I'm getting to. Okay. okay, it is a problem right now because there's a whole bunch of violence, and we're funding sure. these criminals with the illicit yep. drug trade. If you actually fix the problem, because this is a symptom, okay, the the violence that we're seeing and and the uh, criminals or the cartels getting all this money, that's a symptom. If we fixed the actual problem and just and what that could be is make drugs legal, do what Switzerland did versus Portugal. I like their approach better, but it worked sure. in Portugal too all of a sudden that problem goes away, right? Mm-hmm. If Absolutely. we start addressing what the actual problems are, we don't have to worry about the wall because the wall might alleviate some of the symptoms. And and I think it would. I think the violent rapes would go down if we built a wall. But if we, if we just address the actual problems, if we make immigration easier, a lot of these problems go away because people are migrating here legally and then they can just drive here, right? Are you wearing a blue shirt today? What is going on? You are totally making the argument for these the are left. not, but those are not these are, de- totally those are not liberal arguments. Uh, You're basically me, arguing for no borders, and I am no, 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 I'm not saying no borders. Okay, we we need to be a law-abiding country, but if we just made the the immigration process easier and cheaper, people would come here legally, and nobody would have a problem, and the the immigrants would benefit most of all. But we would all benefit because we got law-abiding, hardworking people here, and they're not breaking the law. And then we don't have to spend all this money trying to enforce 
you know, you know, kick them out with ICE and the DEA with all the border stuff. Everybody benefits if we address the actual problems. Speaking of, you know, the, the border wall is just a Band-Aid for symptoms. It doesn't fix the problems. One, one thing we could do, uh, we, we discussed about how great capitalism is on fixing problems. If we just privatized uh, the whole immigration process instead of letting our stupid, inefficient government handle it, Maybe all of a sudden it goes faster and it's cheaper and people can immigrate way easier. And Ryan hates that idea for some reason. He likes big government, but that's a potential solution and it fixes the whole problem. And, and no, it, it's yeah. not a racist thing. People, we need to be a law abiding country and we, we need to help the immigrants too. So how let's, let's fix that. That's the problem. Uh, all this other stuff we're talking about and building the wall, it's a bandaid. It's an absolute band-aid and not building the wall and leaving it as is and just welcoming immigrants in illegally. That doesn't help. That's that just is more. We, we create more right. symptoms. We have more problems. So can you agree that if we address the actual problems, we don't even need to talk about a wall? Yes, I can totally agree on that point. I don't think we fully agree on what the solutions are to all the problems, but if we address the major problems, yes. And I think we would have different solutions for that. Really quick, just because it's bugging me and I, I do like numbers. Uh, Josh, you, I, I was not fair to the state of Utah, right? So I did know the numbers pretty close on the state of Florida. It is about 31% Hispanic, okay, right. of any race. Uh, Utah is now 17% Hispanic, which kind of blew my mind, but it's also 93.5% white because Hispanic is an ethnicity, race is different. Yeah. Uh, So those are different. Um, That's higher than I thought. Yeah. So it's it's higher than I expected. Matches anecdotal evidence almost perfectly. It might. (laughs) I was thinking more of race instead of ethnicity, right? And I shouldn't have done that. So um, who cares? Well, I just wanted to clarify. Okay. So that's a good clarification. Quick clarification. Yeah. Ryan's bonus question. Oh, I get it. Cheater. We're going to, yeah, he's cheating. Okay, Josh, can we agree that taking private property from individuals to build a useless border wall is a horrific abuse of government power? So I was not going to throw this in, right? And I know you're going to agree with me because you have to. It's another loaded question. But in order to construct this border wall, the federal government has, has been taking land from private landowners, primarily using eminent domain. They're basically just going in and saying, we're going to take your land. There's nothing you can do about it. We'll give you a, a, you know, a paltry sum to, to pay for this. I think it's pretty rich that Republicans are all a Twitter about building a border wall, but are hiding the fact that they have to trample on people's rights to make that happen. So my bonus question, which I had literally not even thought about until I was reading some of the articles that I was reading about this. And I was like, oh my gosh, they are taking this from, you know, eminent domain. And these are primarily like rural landowners in Texas mm-hmm. and California, Arizona, right? Yeah. Where they're in Arizona, they're going in and they're like, well, we're just going to take your land. Right. And most of them are probably right-leaning individuals. I have no idea if that's true. Right. Right. I mean, it, just the demographics would suggest that they are. But no one's, you know, Republicans are not highlighting that point. So can we agree that it's taking this spurious argument? Because do you have a problem with eminent domain in general? Uh, because you're, you're, yes, you're, you're picking general. that in, to make a political point. And I don't like the way you're making that argument. Uh, 
Not necessarily. I don't the think government... eminent domain should be used except in the most extreme circumstances. Okay, but this goes. You you could argue this is an extreme circumstance, especially for those guys on the border. A lot of whom want it because they have illegal immigrants running through their backyards. That would freak me out. Okay, so so you don't get to make that that judgment call because you're not there. But this is the exact same problem I have with your previous argument. You're you're picking and choosing stuff that the government does that you don't like and saying, look, they're wasting money on this. They're they're stealing money on this. You can make that that argument about a dozen other things you're you're just making the argument for a political point i don't like it it's it's not consistent does that make sense you're not making a consistent argument here well i think you're making the bigger argument and i'm taking the pieces of the argument so your bigger your bigger argument i think we agree on which is if we address the real problems the border wall is a is a solution it's like treating a symptom not treating the real problems right for a symptom. and so i think we agree on that bigger question I'm just trying to undermine, <laughs> uh, using a good metaphor, right? Undermine the wall. I'm, I'm trying to make it clear that the reason why people, uh, okay, so there are two reasons why I think the wall is, is stupid. It's not effective and it costs a lot of money and we could use that money for other things. On top of that, I think the real issue is immigration and security, right? Those are really what people claim they're concerned with and uh, we know that it's not effective for security. It's not doing anything, right? That border wall is virtually useless when it comes to security. And as far as, as immigration constituted, goes, yes. sure. And, and as, as immigration goes, we really don't have a problem, most Americans, with letting certain immigrants in. We have a problem with letting some immigrants in, right? And me, and, We're and that I think argument. that's just- We're okay but, with illegal immigrants. Making, We're okay with legal immigrants. We're not okay with illegal immigrants. You're-, you're making a straw man argument here, trying to tell me the conservative who I have problems with. I have problems with illegal immigrants because the system sucks for them. Okay. Sorry. All right. Tom, stop problem. us. Stop us. All right. All right. I'm going <laughs> to shut this down. Uh, so I wanted to um, give you my conclusion here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so after, after studying, I've, I've got a few thoughts that I, uh, I'm, I'm going to refute both of you in a couple of places here. Oh, I like so, it. Um, so, okay. So first off, there's some stats that I looked up that I thought were interesting was, uh, and, and Ryan, I, th- I can't remember if you brought this up or not, but um, uh, so a study done in 2016 to 2017 found that people who overstayed their visas accounted for 62% of the new, of the newly undocumented while 38% crossed the border illegally. Right. right? And so, so almost twice as many are coming are illegal because they came in legally, but then overstayed their visa. Now are illegal. Interesting. And then in recent in recent years, let's see, the immigrants from countries outside of Mexico and Central America account for almost ninety percent of the overstays. Now this totally makes sense, right? Because if you're in Mexico, you'll be like, I'll just cross the border, right? But if you're in China and you want to come here you you can't cross the border so you're going to come in th- on the plane and and then you're going to overstay your visa and so it so it, it's basically um so it's a couple points there is we're getting we're getting illegal immigration more from we're getting from all over the world but we're getting borders from the people who are right next to us which which totally makes sense but but which it, it to Ryan's point of like, we're freaking out about the border, but we've got everyone from all over the place in here. And we're like, Oh, the border, the border, the border. And you're like, well, there's actually more, you know, there's, we got people all over. Right. Sure. And uh, so, so a couple of thoughts here. 
it's Ryan, you said it's not effective and it is, uh, uses, we can use the funds for better things. I do think a border wall is a deterrent. It's always a deterrent. It's, I like or Josh's analogy. I use mine for um, the one I use is hacking. Like we always, anyone could hack anyone. A hacker could hack anybody at any time if they wanted to. But if you put up just some simple deterrents, it usually prevents 95% of hacking, right? Good analogy. Um, and, and that just from like a, this is like a, from a business security standpoint. And so it is a deterrent. Is it extremely effective? If, if someone really wanted to get through, they were told to get through. Right. Um, but, and is it better use of, are there are funds used for better things? I agree with you, Josh, there that uh, we, we spent, we spent 686 billion on defense. Right. And like that we're asking for 20 billion. Right. I, I think it's a silly thing. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, it, it is a lot of money, but it's not a crazy amount of money. We're spending crazy. I mean, like some of the F 16 programs that we spent money on is, is way more than that. Right. So I don't know if it's, it's a valid point of like, we can't afford it. Um, <laughs> but I would say, so this is what I think is interesting is I do not think it is a racial thing because we are in, because we are bringing people over from India constantly right and and they're they're indians right and it's an education and a social economic thing right we don't want the poor we don't want the poor in the country is is i think is what the bigger thing and there is stats to show that it is that they do rely on social they use social services more and more likely to commit crimes but uh and those are facts but poor um, people or immigrants immigrants do but but i would say but this is just i think but i would say this is just this is a poor people thing, right? Poor people probably, and I don't know the stats on this, but I think poor people in general, it's safe to say that they're going to rely on, they're going to use social services more and they're weighing the system down. I I think you could make that argument and and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. Poor people are more likely to use social services and commit crime. I don't know about immigrant status, but I think poor people that you could make that argument. Right, Ryan? But immigrants do use, so I do know that stat. They do know, they do commit, they do use services more. And and it's pretty high. They were something like five times more likely to commit to use social services. And then I, and the crime one, I know it's higher, but I don't know. So the crime one's been refuted by so many sociologists. Yeah. I can't even count it. Right. So there is yeah. no evidence that uh, undocumented undocumented immigrants commit crime at higher rates. Um, that that's just not true. Right. They actually are less likely to commit crime because they're really worried that they're going to get kicked they, out of the country yeah, if, they, right. if they commit a crime. Um, so, as far as using social services. It's almost true by definition, right? So if we count public schools as a social service, then absolutely poor people are going to be more likely to use those because they can't afford to send their kids to private schools, right? So if that's what we're meaning, then it's going to be true almost, uh, not technically by definition, it's not a tautology, right? But it's almost true by definition because rich people are going to literally pull their kids out of the system whenever they can and and put them into an alternative system. It is a valid concern though. It is a valid concern. Like we, yeah, we, we can, we can only take so many poor, right. And then, and we, yeah, but how many of them stay poor? Well, what I mean, you you even said this with Asima, you guys know that they're not staying poor. They got money. I'm, all I'm making the point is that we, it's not a racial thing. It's a poor thing is what, that's the point I'm making. Right. It's like, we don't want, that's the thing we don't like is is that we don't want, we don't want hordes and hordes of poor people coming into the country. Um, so the last point I would make is I, it from, it's kind of funny I, reading about this and doing some research is it, I would say the, the border wall has become this big political thing, right? Yep. 
Republicans really want it and Democrats have gone out of their way to stop it. And, and often for no reason, like the whole, like the, the lawsuit I did read about the national butterfly center, there were basically some attorneys that were like, Oh, this is creating a flood risk at this place. Right. And there were federal judges were like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And you're like, that's just silly. You're doing, <laughs> doing that. You're just doing that just to stop it. And uh, to try and get in the way. And honestly, I th- like my conclusion would be, Give Republicans the border wall. Just like put a wall up. And what I think will happen is they'll find that it's not as effective at deterring and and changing policy. Because I think it's exactly what Josh is is saying is it's um, there's a lot of other think factors like you know drug policies and things like that. And the policies like the statistics already show that the biggest influencer of immigration is the policies, right? Biden, we change uh, administrations and all of a sudden the border crossings jump up dramatically. That's because the policy changed and all of a sudden we're allowing it. <laughs> we're point. not, we're cat. We're not capping the number of people we'll let in. We're and I think we're waiting three days before we'd like, hear them or something like they had to wait three days in mexico things like that that's clearly making that made a huge difference it wasn't a wall the wall never changed right and so all of a sudden the policies changed and so all i'm saying is those have a much bigger impact i mean like if we change our drug policy and all of a sudden drugs became legal in the u.s that would dramatically change the the dynamics of the wall and so what I'm saying is like why like we're fighting over a dumb thing that I don't think really matters. And I think we both agree that like the wall isn't that the was problem. My whole third point. That yeah. was my whole third point. Um can I just quickly respond to a couple of things? My yeah. my biologist and ecologist friends would freak out if they heard you say that the wall is not gonna matter for wildlife. Um whenever you build those barriers, you cause uh speciation basically right you're causing problems for because you know if we're not taking into consideration natural habitats for species that literally cross that border all the time we can cause damage to the ecosystem so so there is a legitimate concern there uh there are ways to kind of deal with that uh utah actually did a really good one which i thought was interesting uh going up to park city i don't know if you've driven up to park city from from salt lake but they have a bridge bridge. that goes over that uh, over the freeway there that is just for animal crossings right because they they realized they had rocks and trees and stuff yeah it looks just like natural terrain right because they realized so many animals were trying to cross they were getting hit so they're like let's solve this how do you fix that with a border wall right you yeah, put a big get, bridge over the top with a taco stand, right? The problem, the problem <laughs> you put is put a ramp over it, the wall. <laughs> every road, every road we build creates a, a right. Um, every fence barrier. Every, every fence, every barrier we erect. Yes. absolutely. So, and this one is going to be particularly large, right? And it's going to be particularly damaging to this. And no one seems to care about that except these, you know, random attorneys. So that is just a quick point. Um, I. That's a very expensive price tag to just get Republicans to shut up and admit they're wrong, right? So that that it's almost what that sounded like you were saying. No, it's, like, just it's give not. them the wall, Co- and when compared, it's not effective, compared that's just to the slush funds and the pork barrel spending that happens down. in Washington, that's pretty small price. No, I totally agree. Like it's nothing compared. I mean, like Biden waived what is it? Uh, uh, what how much on the the student loan debt? Like this ridiculous amount, right? It's like we. I think um, with the money that we throw around in Washington, this is this is nothing. And I I do think it's it's, a, it, it's weird that we're fighting because uh, I do because we throw around twenty billion like it's nothing. Like we give that in foreign aid to cut to small countries and like countries but then that we, hate like, us. Whoa, countries the that wall, hate us. We'll throw us the walls become a weird thing that 
that the parties, both parties are so strange about that. Like, and I, I, I just don't think, I think it's a non-issue. It doesn't. Which is interesting. Okay. And I think I'm it's not funny that we're fighting it. over it. Right. Uh, my last point really quick is, do either of Another you Another know... bonus point? No, no, no. no, no. This is just a response to Tom. This is a response yeah, yeah. to Tom. Uh, I, do you know who sets, which one person sets the number of refugees and asylees? This is a term I just recently uh, learned. So asylum seekers, which are, are not the same thing as immigrants, right? So we have three, three classes of groups trying to get in. Yeah. We have immigrants who are applying just to come to this country because they want to. Then we have people who are refugees and asylees who are basically saying, uh, if you don't let me in, I'm going to die or the right. serious harm is going to come to me. Um, who sets the number of refugees that we bring in every year? Do you I know? would guess Homeland Security. I uh, would guess. Care. I would guess Putin. <laughs> it's always a safe bet. It's probably Putin. Um, it's He's making all the other decisions. Yeah, it's one person. It's the president. I I did read that he was setting the caps, but I didn't I didn't think it was Trump directly doing that. It was so. Trump. Yeah, that's interesting. So it was before Trump, it was over 80,000 refugees every year. Under yes. Trump, he dropped it to 10,000. And now Biden, of course, is is prevaricating on what he's going to do because he knows he's going to get hammered if he starts raising that really quickly. Yes. So when we talk about all these people trying to get into the country, he's changed a couple of policies to basically say, okay, you don't have to wait in Mexico anymore. You can come to the U.S., and then apply for refugee status here, right? And then we'll work out your case. Maybe we'll export you, maybe we won't, right? Or um, not export you, <laughs> export you. We're going to export you like a product. Um, deport. deport, thank you. So at the end of the day, right, we, I think we've, we've probably simplified the argument too much because we're, we're talking about immigrants, but really a big part of what's happening on the border right now is refugees, And they're not the same class of people. These are people who are saying, hey, if you don't let me in your country, I'm going to die, which gets to Josh's second point. Should we let him in? So first off, we can agree that, like, I understand that there are, are, you know, there's Venezuela and there was, and I did read that there was an influx in 2013 from Venezuelans coming Mm -hmm. to the border because of some of the, the craziness going on there. Uh, that, uh, but I think we can both agree that those, like anyone could just claim asylum and be from anywhere. And, and it would be hard to validate that like, Oh, are you really, I need some proof, right? I need some bullet holes in your skin, right. To, to show me (laughs) that you're really under duress. Uh, well, it goes to, it goes to my third point. If we just made the migration immigration process easier, then, then they could just apply, even if they're in a bad situation, it's easier for them to apply and wait a couple of weeks where they're at than trek all the way from Venezuela up yeah. to Panama, up through Mexico. Not that's, a, that's a better situation. Than, 100%. I mean, what Tom's saying is absolutely accurate. We have no way of verifying when they show up at the border, if they're really in danger or if, but well, I can give you, I a, would agree I with Ryan, well, Ryan and Josh. I think you made this point that there's obviously something crappy at home that, that they decided to travel all the way to the U S border. Right. Yep. And either, it could be really crappy economic conditions or it could be actual endangerment, but it, I don't think it matters. Right. It doesn't nope. matter. They showed up because, because their situation sucks. Right. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. And, and it can be better here. Yeah, right. Too. Yes. But they need so. to do it right, and we need to make it so they can do it right. And that's on us. That's our that's our fault. Well, then, how many people do we let in every year? We need to we need to make the process simpler. Yeah, but uh, what's the number? I don't know. Well, 
Yeah, right. This You're is saying, the, what's the number of illegal yeah, border crossings. Right. Well, what's the number of legal immigrants we're going to uh, choose to let in? Because well, that, right now that process is crazy onerous. It takes years. You have to apply. Yeah, there are lotteries. Stupid. We have caps for specific countries and it's, it's super challenging to immigrate to the U S legally. Yes. Right. Super. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't and we, be. And we but then how many do we let in? Was, and yeah. we, if we agree that if it was simple, the, the, the legal man, that, that we would reduce, uh, illegal border crossings then. I think that's probably true, but then we deal with, okay, how many people are we going to let in? Because if we say, okay, we're going to make this super easy, right? Much easier to apply. So what are you saying? 5,000 people get to come into the country every year. So all those people that get denied, we actually should build a wall to keep them out? No, no. Is that what you're saying? I'm I'm saying this is a much more complicated (laughs) problem, Because if we simplify the process. Here's a great question, Ryan. I want to hear what you, Ryan, I want to hear what you say on this. What do you think, if we fixed the the legal immigration process we fixed it and we will basically let an almost unlimited amount come in if mm-hmm. if they meet the certain like really simple qualifications of like you just can't be a criminal and right. you can't be um but otherwise we don't care if you're poor come in we want you to work hard and, right. and do mm-hmm. great in our country if we fix that and and we were bringing in you know maybe a hundred thousand a year whatever we agreed on right or so whatever more than that yeah. Yeah. It, whatever it came to, we were just letting them through because we felt good about everyone coming in. Would you be okay with a border wall, a very secure border wall? Be- because the theory would, be- because the theory would be if you couldn't pass that low bar of like, hey, you're not a criminal, that it would basically be criminals that were trying to get in. It's a good question. Like it's an interesting hypothetical. I think the border wall would be completely unnecessary at that point, right? If we're going to let in everybody but criminals, mm. like that's literally our criteria. So as long as you are not currently in prison in your other country, right, or have a track record of being some sex offender or, you know, embezzling billions of dollars or something, which those are the ones we let in right now anyway. Um, but <laughs> if those were our criteria, you're basically arguing for open borders. And, and I know by, both of you are saying like, no, 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 we like borders. But if you just made it so people could travel wherever jobs were best, functionally, that's an open borders society, right? Like global society where you're just like, oh, borders are open, move to where your best chances are. That's actually what I'm in favor of, which is right. a really radical idea, right? And I don't know that it's a radical left or radical right. It's a radical idea, but basically it's, it's the truest form of a free market. Right. So if you really, really think that capitalism can solve the, the solution, then what you say is get rid of borders. And but, then the market dictates where people move. But That's then, what happens. But in that scenario, then it would be okay to build a border wall. Why? It would be completely ineffective. People no, would they'd fly because, right over it. They'd have because no there's, still, there's still the cartels you know, taking yeah, the drugs back if and forth. If, if we fix that problem. If we're going to open the borders, then there's no reason not to legalize all drugs, right? And do exactly what you said, Switzerland, I'm not familiar with theirs, but Portugal's system. Absolutely, we do both, right? If we did both of those, there is zero need for a wall. Well, that's what None. I was saying. There, there are other things to fix. Wall. Absolutely. But but if we don't fix that, because there are, there is illicit activity at the border, 
I, I like Tom's yeah. point there. But I mean, there's so much, there's so much cocaine. I, I live in Florida, right? There's so much cocaine that comes in through Florida and we don't have a land border with Mexico, right? right? They're bringing it in on boats. They're bringing it on planes, right? right? They bring it in. It's got to be, I don't know, at least a couple of times a year. It makes headlines. It's not even for front page headlines anymore, right? 15 barrels of cocaine with a street value of $200 million washed up on the beach in Miami-Dade County. Again, right? This yeah. is like no, but this we is can't, a regular occurrence. We so, can't legalize drugs in Florida because then we don't have Miami Vice. Sorry. <laughs> That's the only state. All right. Well, okay. That was that was a good discussion. And I that was great points, guys. So both of you made some good points and got some agreements. So I, I think won. we did we did well. Josh totally beat me today. Closing I couldn't get him to agree on anything. Closing statements then, Josh, you wanna give a quick synopsis? Yeah, the the whole debate about the border wall, silly. That's not the problem. It's just symptomatic of actual societal problems that we need to deal with, and a lot of them are easy to deal with. But it goes back to our debate last night about the two party system. It's never going to happen because both the parties get too much political uh, power from this from from immigration. So, so nobody's going to fix it. So nope. ultimately, you you do you so build the wall or no build the wall? Whatever. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Okay. And Ryan? Um, yeah, mine would be everything Josh just said and don't build the wall. Okay. Well, then I better so, say build the wall just, just so we have <laughs> proper polarity here. <laughs> There's no reason to build the wall. Solve the problem. Well, there is now, but if we just solve the problems, which no. would be easy to fix if we didn't have a two-party system, I mean, there, I, there would be no reason. There is no, a reason the saddest part about this whole discussion tonight is I think the most compelling argument that I heard to build the wall is Tom's, which is if we build it, maybe the Republicans will shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. But that's probably the most compelling reason. It's like, like, whatever, oh, it's $20 billion. Yeah, that actually wasn't that effective. Well, oh, well. <laughs> Have you heard of this wall called the Great Wall of China? Just saying, right? But go ahead. Here's $20 billion. Shut up. We don't want to hear another word about the wall ever again. And we'll even write from Mexico on it. Oh, my gosh. Ryan's in agreement then. Build the wall. I like it. (laughs) Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us for uh, Finding Common Battlegrounds. And uh, we'll hope you join us and subscribe and uh, see us on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at findingcommonbattlegrounds.com.